Welcome to this week's broadcast of Water, Wind, Wine Ministries. This week I would like to talk to you about a parable. This parable was spoken by Jesus in Mark chapter 12, verses 1 through 9. Then he began to speak to them in parables. A man planted a vineyard and set a hedge around the wine vat and built a tower. And he leased it to vine dressers and went into a far country. Now, at vintage time, he sent a servant to the vine dressers that he might receive some of the fruit of the vineyard from the vine dressers. And they took and beat him and sent away empty handed. Again he sent them another servant, and at him they threw stones, wounded in the head, and sent away shamefully treated. And again he sent another, and him they killed, and many others, beating some and killing some. Therefore, still having one son, his beloved, he also sent him to them last, saying, They will respect my son. But those vine dressers said among themselves, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him, and the inheritance will be ours. So they took him and killed, and cast out of the vineyard. Therefore, what will the owner of the vineyard do? He will come and destroy the vine dressers, and give the vineyard to others. So I read that passage without the italicized words, because the italicized words in the King James Bible were not in the original text. So sometimes it's really important to leave those out, you can get a better picture. I believe that the Holy Spirit lit your mind up when I was reading the way that I read that parable, but that's not what I want to discuss today. Today what I would like to discuss with you is, today I would like to discuss with you this business of the inheritance. Now we know that in this parable that Jesus is the son, of course, and the owner of the vineyard is God. We know that the vine dressers, the original ones, are Israel and the Pharisees, okay? So we need to know that, and Jesus talks about that later. I'm not going to get into that because I want to get to the point. But these vine dressers, they kill the son so that they might get the inheritance. Now, in another telling of this parable in one of the other Gospels, it says that they seize the son. Now, these are two different words in the Greek. To kill him or to seize him are two different words. And I'm going to get into both, and I'm going to show you how God has instructed me that Christians can both kill Jesus and seize Jesus. Now. That, what I've just said, might be a little astounding to you and off-putting, but please just give me some grace and stick with me. These vine dressers, they wanted to receive the inheritance, and so they figured if they kept killing the prophets or kept stoning the prophets, then they would be able to have the inheritance longer. So that's, of course, a picture of Israel and what they did with the prophets that the Lord sent to them. And lastly, God sent them his son. Now notice, first of all, that God didn't send anybody else after that. Neither did the owner of the vineyard. He didn't send anybody after that. That's very important to note because there's no one else coming for Israel. It's just Jesus, and that's enough. So that's number one. Number two, these vine dressers thought, aha, we can kill the son and the inheritance will be ours. Now, I want to talk to you about inheritance, first of all. The nature of an inheritance means that you can't do anything to inherit it. In other words, just by the virtue of the fact that you are born, you receive an inheritance. It's generally after the person who gave you the inheritance dies. And so you can't receive it until they're dead, and you can't do anything to receive it except for be born, which of course you have nothing to do with. So the fact that the 
the Pharisees wanted to steal an inheritance and let it be theirs is completely nonsensical. Let me just set the stage for you. These Pharisees in their hearts said, aha, we'll kill the son and then we'll keep the inheritance. What did they think that the owner was going to do? When he finds out that his son is dead, is he just going to go and say, oh well, possession is nine-tenths of the law and since you're already on the vineyard, I'll just go ahead and keep it and I'll just go bury my son. Obviously not. Obviously he would be angry and he would go and he would take back the inheritance. So at best, they were going to be able to keep it for a little while until the landowner showed up in a matter of days at most to see about his son. You understand? And then if they were just going to seize his son and give a ransom, in other words, we'll give you your son back if you give us this, then the same thing would happen. The owner would go to the vine dressers and he would get his son and get his vineyard back. So either way, they weren't going to get to keep the inheritance because it was still the landowners because he hadn't died. Okay? So, so that's the point. <laughs> and, and here's where God showed me that Christians are with this right now. Christians, what they will do with Jesus, they don't even think they're doing it with Jesus. They will both kill Jesus to receive the inheritance and they will seize Jesus to receive the inheritance. How do they kill Jesus to receive the inheritance? The number one way that Christians today kill Jesus to receive the inheritance is by pious actions. What they do is they say, oh, well, I have read my Bible and I have gone to church and I quit cussing and I quit drinking and I quit sleeping around and I quit all this bad stuff or worse, they never did any of that bad stuff and they've lived a completely pious life and both mindsets drive them to think that they somehow deserve the inheritance. So they're trying to earn something that you can't earn. But I'll go you one further. They're actually trying to steal it from Jesus because he's the only one who actually got the inheritance by laying down his life for us. So Christians are trying to steal Jesus' inheritance by killing him, by saying, what he did wasn't good enough, I have to come in and do it, okay? So that's killing Jesus. They're saying, eh, it's not good enough. They don't receive what he did. And even the Bible talks about this in Hebrews chapter 6. If you don't accept Jesus Christ as the propitiation for your sin, then there's nothing else that you can do. And so what they're doing essentially is killing Jesus by their actions saying, get him out of the way, I'm going to sacrifice myself. You understand? And so then what also they do is they seize Jesus. And this is what I like to call greasy grace. It's not really the way that I've heard greasy grace before explained, but it's the way I explain it to a lot of people. Basically, people are bargaining with God because of the expansive grace of God. They're saying, Lord, I will act right if you bless me with this. Basically, they're holding Jesus as ransom. They're saying, I will walk in the divine grace that you've given me. I will walk in self-control. I will walk in not drinking anymore. I will walk in not cussing anymore if you promise to bless me with a new job. In other words, they're holding, they're, they've captured Jesus and they're like, aha, I got it. Now I can do what I want and I can make you do what I want you to do, God. And so that's how they're seizing Jesus. I hope this makes sense to you. So I want to caution you in this video today. Do not kill Jesus by your own pious actions. Do not say, 
oh well there's no need for Jesus because I deserve this because I've been acting so good. Do not seize Jesus by saying, Lord, I will act right if you will bless me with da 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 da. If you find yourself doing those things, I ask you to repent for bargaining with God like that and just take his grace for what it is. Grace not to sin, not grace to sin. And then don't kill Jesus thinking that you're so good that you don't need a savior. In other words, don't use all your actions and say, Lord, I did this and that. Now, why aren't you giving me this blessing or that blessing? Because that is killing Jesus. If you're doing those, I caution you to repent and to talk to God about it. Incidentally, I just want to bring up this little point. This parable was metaphorically fulfilled by God when he came and retrieved Jesus from Sheol and resurrected him. That's an amazing thing because God in the parable is the vineyard owner and he said that he will come and he will take those vine dressers out and he will give the vineyard to somebody else and he will kill those vine dressers and even though God didn't technically kill them because they were cut off from life they died in their sin just like Jesus said they would and God actually fulfilled this parable that's metaphorically, and that's a little bit more esoteric than I wanted to go today. If you have questions, you can hit me up on our website, www.waterwindwine.org. If you have questions about anything, I'll be happy to converse with you there. And I'm going to end this for today. Remember that I love you and that Jesus loves you. Mm -hmm.